What's up, guys? It's Mike and Mark here from LRMOnline.com. Um, we're going over the Supergirl Season 2 preview. Now, there was no official footage released uh, at San Diego Comic-Con, but there was the Supergirl panel. Main reason why there was no footage released is because the show hadn't gone in production yet. Um, we're now just in you know a week or two after San Diego Comic-Con, and there are now just small little images coming out here and there. We finally got to see the reveal of Tyler as Hecklin Hocklin, um, who was on Vampire Diaries, as now the TV universe uh, Superman being introduced into the DC TV universe um, era. And so Supergirl makes the biggest transition out of all the DC, um, even Marvel shows this year, and not just moving a night, but also moving to a different network. Um, was originally on CBS on its own, had a one-episode crossover with The Flash between CW and CBS, and ratings were good, but not good enough for Supergirl to stay on uh, CBS. But CD, uh, CW, which is owned by CBS, or the parent company that owns both, was able to negotiate a deal to bring Supergirl to CW, and now we have basically all the DC television shows besides Gotham mm-hmm. on the CW and basically this opens up the door so that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday you have a DC TV show on hand and they're all going to be linked together. It's the first time in TV history that four shows will be linked in the same universe Um, and they're going to have an epic four-part series crossover which is I think going to draw some big-time ratings. Let's hope that uh, the story is well thought out, well you know, well drawn up, and that it will make its way through the season. By Thursday, everybody will be hooked on it. So, uh, Mark, you know, from what you know about Supergirl, I know you didn't really watch a lot of season one. What are your expectations going into season two? I didn't watch much of season one, not because I didn't want to, but just because um, I really have followed Gotham, and just because they were on the same day, I just didn't right. get to uh, follow it as much, but I, I would still kind of read the synopsis or um, go back and watch some of the episodes. Uh, I think the move to CW is good. Um, just to have it all in the same spot, I think it really gives the fans who maybe are, are used to coming to the CW more... Um, kind of uh, time to, I don't, I don't know, to really just tune in and watch it. Right. Um, I am really surprised that they incorporated Superman. Um, I, I think the reason why I was so surprised is because I knew initially DC had kind of done this whole, like, well, certain people are off-limits. Uh, because of the movie world. Okay. Right. I, I mean, I, it happened I, in Arrow. Yeah, you know, you had the introduction Arrow. of Suicide Squad. You had the introduction of, um, was it, uh, Slade Wilson Slade and Deathstroke. And it, they're and, all gone. Well, like, and what was odd about that, too, was, like, okay, I, I guess I kind of understood, like, if they were going to do that, yeah, the killing off of Amanda Waller, the um, No More Task Force X. 
Um, no Captain Boomerang. It made sense. I'm not saying that I liked it, but it made sense. But then even pulling Slade Wilson in case they wanted to use him in Suicide Squad, it was kind of like, ooh, okay. Yeah. And so then I, the interesting thing to me was they kind of went back on that, and they were like, okay, well, we can kind of... And it see, I thought it would kind of be a, a slow movement with some of the characters. And then it was just like, oh, bam, Superman. I was like, oh, because to me... If the show wasn't centered around him, kind of like how it was with the Flash, but I would feel like Superman, Batman, you know, those are characters that are still somewhat off limits. Right. But to go that big, I mean, that's fine. And maybe, you know, thinking about it, that may help draw some more credibility to it. You know, if if you have Superman fans out there, maybe they turn into Supergirl to see Superman, and therefore end up liking the show or following the show a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, um, Superman's, you know, Tyler Hecklin's only going to be on for a couple episodes. Mm -hmm. He's in the first two episodes, you know, it's already been confirmed and shot. uh, uh, Photos, you know, from the first two episodes have already been released of him. Um, He's not going to be the main focal point, but it was definitely interesting to see that because for so long, you know, season one of Supergirl... You can't have Supergirl without Superman, so you had to have him in the show somehow, some way. And, you know, the season one, they introduced him by doing, you know, you know, odd shots where, you know, you had a bright backdrop so you could only see a shadow. Mm-hmm. Or, at, you know, the season finale, he was unconscious and recuperating from a massive fight, so then um, you only saw his boots and so forth. But to actually make him a character in this universe, which is going to be in the same universe as... Arrow and Flash and so forth, it, it it should open up the door for the other shows. And hopefully if this goes well, which I hope it does, you know, then that's going to basically say, all right, we can have two universes, a, t- a TV mm-hmm. universe and a DC um, a movie universe. And, right. you know, that's the key because, you know, we've gotten a couple characters that are in two different realms, you know, the TV and movie universe. Uh, for instance, Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen's in Supergirl. And he's also in Batman vs Superman for all of two minutes and gets killed because he's a CIA agent, you know. But um, no, I'm really looking forward uh, to season two of Supergirl. I think I was kind of a little hesitant at first when it was on C- or CBS. Um, in it was geared towards more of the younger female audience, which I think is great. You got to have that, and you know, I think that with Wonder Woman coming out in movie theaters. That's going to be iconic, and that's going to you know pave the way for more super um, superhero women you know to get mm-hmm. their their chance. And I thought Melissa Benoist was a great casting as Supergirl, um, and so you know this show. W- what's handicapping it is that it had such a big production on from CBS. Now they got to figure out how mm-hmm. to do it with less money and so I think that's why it was a little bit delayed in production you know um, and that's why there was not any footage of the you know season two yet but the panel you know the cast was there for the panel talk and so everybody you know from the panel seemed excited for the move and you know was talking so great about it I just hope that you know the effects that you got from the CBS universe somewhat transitions over because you know supergirl can only fight with her hands and feet for so long you know eventually she's gonna have to fly or you know use her heat vision somehow some way or super breath 
and that's going to cost money because you you remember from the flash episodes when the gorilla grot and um oh yeah and king shark and so forth that a lot of the sets were reused over and over and over in those episodes because of the cgi so much money, was so yeah. much money and so when i mean you see that in legends of tomorrow too. yeah there were a couple episodes mm-hmm. where you know they they used a lot of the money on for the cgi so it, it was maybe like the same two sets almost right you now mm-hmm. so yeah i mean that's a great point um <clears throat> because especially with a character like supergirl and, and really bringing in Superman. I know Superman is only going to be there for the first, you know, two episodes or whatnot. But and then he has a recurring. Yeah, I mean, role. You're, you're you want to see those characters with their powers, right? So exactly. That, you know, um, it's going to take some doing, but uh, you know, I think they can do it right. Um, and I think that, yeah, I think Superman will add uh, some credibility if he's if he's done right, if he's portrayed uh, correctly. I think it's good not to have him in all the episodes so that it doesn't turn into the Superman show. But um, like I said, I, I was still surprised uh, at his incorporation. So, you know, and I'm not quite sold on it, but I can see why uh, they probably went that route. Yeah, I mean... Um... Tyler Hecklin, for those of you who don't know, is on Vampire Diaries, and, you know, he's a good-looking guy, pretty boy mm. um, type deal, and, you know, already from the, the CW world, so it wasn't a big shocker when he was casted. I think a lot of people were more uh, surprised that don't really follow the CW shows that they casted him and didn't go with a, a bigger name, but, um, you know, he's he definitely looks like a, a Superman, you know, especially in the face, and then the set photos that have come out, you know, with the curl in the front and everything, he's got the look. The costume, though, um, he, everything looks good except for the cape. You know, it's got the little, um, I don't know, the clasp on yeah. his shoulders, the broad shoulders to try to hold on to the cape. I think that's the only thing that, mm-hmm. you know, when you look at it, it, it kind of looks a little off. But, I mean, hey, besides that, you know, it's very similar to um, Henry Cavill's Superman costume, the darker blue, a little bit more of the darker red, not mm-hmm. so much bright. You know, I thought that when they announced that Superman was going to come to the TV world, that they were going to go maybe like the Dean Kane route and, you know, <laughs> oh, the yeah. bright red S and, you know, the bright blue and so forth, um, spandex and everything like that. But, you know, definitely costume-wise, he looks the part. I don't know if they're going to show him as Clark Kent as much and how that portrayal will be. Um, but, you know, this is definitely a different version of Superman, more aligned with, I think, more Christopher Reeves than, than yeah. maybe the Brandon Routh or Henry Cavill who bulked up, you know, heavily um, for their roles. And so, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Um, so in season one, we had Martian Manhunter in there, Red Tornado. What other characters um, would you like to see in this version or in Supergirl season two? I think this would be a good opportunity to, you know, especially now that they're doing so many of the, or there will be crossovers and whatnot, um, <clears throat> you know, get, get, still get some more of those lesser known characters, uh, or not lesser known, excuse me, but, um, not, um, maybe not some that aren't used quite as often right. that you could incorporate, uh, whether it's, you know, individuals, even that you know, ju- are affiliated somewhat with Justice Society, or, um, you know, I, I like, uh, like, how they did with um, Red Tornado. You know, I thought that was great. Martian Manhunter. Um, 
I I'm the type of person I like little um, like Easter eggs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So even if they could drop some subtle hints that you know, hey, well here's Superman, uh, you know, little hints that you know other people are you know Aquaman or kinda not, like, not that they like how show Flash them. did in uh in what was it season one into season one where they did like Hal Jordan and Arrow did it too where exactly. they did like little right. little tidbits and little Easter eggs is like how Jordan's presence was around same thing like if you could if you could somehow some way show that there's a green lantern core without showing green lantern core that i think would make a ton of the diehard dc fans just ecstatic you know absolutely um yeah you know little things like that that's once again uh kind of reinforcing that it is a a shared universe um you know even like i said bringing in maybe even some uh other characters that have been used in some of the other shows that are smaller, you know, um, just to kind of help reinforce that crossover. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the one main thing with, with Supergirl, you know, it's the, well, quote-unquote, new show for the CW. Right. Um, aside from the crossover event, uh, showing some other way that, that it's there's uh, some crossover there. Yeah, I mean, so in the comic world, um, you know, is it's funny because I, I wasn't a fan of Supergirl, but I ended up having a ton of Supergirl comics for some odd reason. You know, I think it was mainly because my dad just bought them to see if my sister would catch on to comics. Mm. But you know, she you know did her own thing and read her own thing. So I ended up with a probably a good healthy amount from the late '80s, early '90s Supergirl, and really a lot of the conflicts and villains from there were just rehashed mm-hmm. um, Superman villains yep. that you know weren't in the in the main mix of those those runs of action comics at that time so you know that's the the downside of the supergirl you know universe is that you know she doesn't really have a lot of enemies from the comic world that she can call her own um you know lex luther for a while there was you know a main villain it'd be interesting to see that you know the the late 90s they did some dc did some weird thing where you know kara and and Lex were actually like boyfriend girlfriend or had yeah. a relationship, and that was weird. You know, it was right after the death of Superman, and that's when DC went haywire. Um, but it'd be great to see some of the other villains that may have not been very prominent in, like, say, Flash or Arrow, appear mm-hmm. um, in the Supergirl shows. You know, um, I. I think it would be interesting to see um, Mark Hamill's, uh, what was he on The Flash? Uh, Uh, The Trickster. Trickster. Mm -hmm. Put him on Supergirl. Because that character, the Trickster, even though it had a dark side to him, um, you know, you could still play it off more of a a Riddler-type deal and so forth and bring him on Supergirl. And, you know, and the Trickster doesn't need to have superpowers to take down Supergirl and so forth. Um, you know, I mean, bring in, uh, you know, what they used Vixen last season, you know, the um, on Arrow. Oh, yeah. Remember, like, mm-hmm. a character like that. Um, you know, I think there's, yeah, just a lot of different ways you can go with that. Uh, you know, like you said, the trickster is a good Arrow guy. I mean, maybe not Anarchy, because I feel like they've kind of used him kind of yeah, over and over. But, but uh, still, like, a character kind of like that. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, kind of a mid-card sort of villain, but as somewhat established. I know we were talking about this uh, before, you know, um, I think if you could incorporate Lobo, 
somehow. Mm-hmm. That would definitely be a good villain to, to uh, introduce in Supergirl, unless, you know, Zack Snyder or Jeff right. Johns has some sort of other um, plans for Lobo. But, I mean, Lobo's a great character to introduce because he's got the bad side to him, but he's kind of like the, the biker bar type guy oh, that, yeah. you know, d- causes destruction and so forth. Um, the one thing I'm kind of hoping for is a version of Batgirl showing up that'd be on cool. Supergirl. Yeah, that'd be really you cool. You know, I think you could do that. You, I think you could put a Barbara Gordon in in Supergirl and kind of work it that way. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think there's really any plans in the movie universe to use her. And, you know, from the Batman animated series and the comic book series, you know, she's got that kind of personality where you could introduce it and not maybe make, make her a mainstay character, but kind of just like they're doing Superman on that show. A couple episodes, have a Barbara Gordon, you know, team up with her. and so. Uh, well, yeah, and they've even part. talked about her, or talked about somewhere along the line going the route of the um, Birds, Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey, yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think that would be a great way to incorporate that and then once again to bring Supergirl in through another avenue. Right. You know, um... But yeah, I, I think, you know, that it doesn't mean that she needs to be suited up as Batgirl all the time. Maybe, you know, but yeah, having a Barbara Gordon there I think would be really good. Um, yeah, that, that'd, be, that'd be great, I think. Uh, you know, what do you think about, <laughs> because there was a Bizarro uh, Supergirl? Oh, yeah. Um, do you think they would bring that in or do you think that maybe they would hold off because that's something they would want to save for future movies? No, I say go for it. Like, so, so to me, in my mind, you know, looking at it, like what the plan, like there's not really a whole lot out there for season two, but if you're going to do this and you're going to do this right, if you spent the money to, to Mm -hmm. move this show from one production company to another and relocating it from California to, to Vancouver and so forth, that um, you know, you gotta bring everything you you, mm-hmm. you have. You gotta bring the arsenal because look, it's on Monday night. Monday night is a very competitive night. Um, it's going up against another DC TV show with mm-hmm. Gotham. You know, um, but they're gonna target the female audience. That's what Supergirl should do, and that's where mm-hmm. it should go. And that's a good thing. You know, I I'm a very big you know fan of trying to incorporate more females into the comic book world. Um, because, you know, for a long time, this has been just a one-man show, but you see the, the diversity and the culturalism that's going on in comic book world, you know, even, you know, what Marvel's doing with, you know, kind of rechanging the Avengers and, and making them more of a diverse group now. Um, that's what Supergirl needs to be. It needs to be the lead show for, you know, really showing female roles at its best. So, um, I you know a bizarro supergirl well even i mean they did uh i remember one of the episodes so wasn't it silver banshee silver banshee you know i mean having a a powerful uh female villain i think is um could be important as well right you know to really kind of um drive i mean that that was their purpose for having supergirl is to have another strong female um, or have a strong female in there for the TV world, um, you know, in comparison to Wonder Woman for the movie world. Uh, so, you know, even having that strong female villain, I think, could be um, 
interesting as well and just make a different dynamic for it. Yeah, I mean, because think about it right now. I mean, in the TV realm, um, the only female leads you have, lead shows, Supergirl, if you want to call iZombie, you know, iZombie is a, a comic book. True. So iZombie on CW. And then Jessica Jones from Marvel's um, Netflix series. And I think there's one more. I can't think right off the top of my head. Oh, Felicity. Oh, Felicity from <laughs> Oliver, yes. Uh, <laughs> no, not <God>. Felicity. <laughs> Love the character, hate the relationship. Um, mm. But yeah, so this is... This is the show that's going to lead it, you know, and I think that Melissa Benoist is, you know, the perfect person to play Supergirl. I think she's going to lead it, you know, really well. Are they going to gain more followers and more viewers? I doubt it, but if they can continue with the numbers that they had at CVS on the CW, then it's a hit, you know. Um, is it going to be flash numbers from, you know, with season one? Probably not, um, but... Remember that when they have that big crossover event, it's going to start with Supergirl and then work its way over. I hope there are more Supergirl Flash crossovers because I think, you know, Melissa Benoist and Grant Gustin worked, had the chemistry between those two were really well when they did the Flash Supergirl crossover, um, you know, and they still play off of it with the promos for the CW. So let's hope to see more of that. I think, you know, I wouldn't mind the entire month of like December and January, just major crossovers all over the place. And, you know, these shows would be great. Um, but like, like we always say on this podcast and we've kind of harped on it is that the villain is basically what drives the show, drives the movie, drives the comic book. If you don't have a solid villain, you don't have a solid show. So, um, you know, you're going to get by with a couple episodes of, you know, Tyler is being Superman, you know, for a couple of, you know, oh, Superman and Supergirl are in the same episodes. But that's going to fade fast. If you don't have somebody to really challenge um, Supergirl for a good portion of the season, then it's going to end really, really fast. And this show might only get, you know, its second season, you know, for on the CW, and that's it. Well, especially now that Supergirl is in the second season, because, you know, the first season you can <clears throat> rely, I mean... You, it's good to still have a strong villain, but you, you can rely on the development of yeah, the, the main origin character. story. Yeah. yeah, and then after that first season, you know, and, and depending on what type of a character it is, you know, when you're into the second and third season, okay, that's that's kind of done. I mean, you can yeah. still have minor um, minor parts of the character that are still being uncovered, but really, yeah, there's got there has to be uh, there's a shift in the dynamics there. Yeah. Um, so well, yeah, it's a it's pretty important to have like that. We, in yeah, like what we talked about before is that the downfall of Arrow mm -hmm. was that in the second season they went for broke because they, you know, they introduced Deathstroke and it was such mm -hmm. a hit that you could never really follow it up afterwards. You know, so right and and you know with that Oliver was off the island at the end of season two. Right. I mean, we know he, you know goes back. Whatever, he was but still. you know Arrow was the only show on at that time. You know, we got news that. Flash would be on mm -hmm. after season two, so to to hold it. But I mean, when you bring on you know the main villain and so forth, and it's it's the one that everybody wants to see, then that's going to do well. So yep. that's what Supergirl needs to do. It needs to go for broken. It needs to you know swing for the fences this season, and you know you can have a, a slump of a season in season three, but this is not the season to say, all right, we're going to take you know we got we got the move to CW, and we're just going to chill out here. So. Yep. Yeah, 
Well, let us know what you guys think in the comment section. What else do you think is going to come out of Supergirl? If there's any new news or anything you guys want us to talk about, um, make sure you check out our other podcasts. If you want any up-to-date news on movies, film, or movies, TVs, and you know anything that's dealing with the comic book genre, make sure you check out Los Fanboys. On Wednesdays, we have The Weekend Warrior with Ed Douglas, who's basically giving out all of the best reviews that you can uh, get on all the up-to-date movies, also exclusive interviews on lrmonline.com, and many more other shows that are coming in the near future. So make sure to check out all the other things on LRM Online, and thanks for listening.